up? Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing much. Dead air to start off. I look, I, I wrote it down as my hype. I don't really have a hype this week, but I can't I can't sit here and let this ride. I was gonna try and wait until my portion of what's the hype, but what? You know <laughs> we got you know, we got we got a miracle of modern technology. I don't know. We used to never do video calls to each other. Now this is video call, and I swear to God, for those of y'all listening. Jeho looks like a Hawaiian version of Glenn Danzig today. <laughs> you got that long hair slick back. You got that aggressive widow's peak. You got the one curl escaping the slick back. And you're wearing a fucking, what is that, a Guy Harvey shirt? No, what are I you mean, wearing? It's got roses on it. It's a hype shirt. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous shirt. It is, man. It's got It's the Hawaiian shirt with the roses on it. A mother, tell your children not to walk my way, not to hear my voice. What mother, mother, <laughs> and everyone I find hell with me. Not really, Danzig. Calm, calm down. Nobody wants to find hell with you, Danzig. A, Danzig's a clown. He's a clown. I'm surprised Danzig didn't get me tooed. I am, but I don't think I don't think anybody I don't think men, man nor woman has anything to do with him at all. So I, I think that he doesn't didn't have the opportunity to meet too anybody. I don't think he has oh, any good. friends or anyone coworkers anything. Yeah, he's a clown. Now, he ain't I do got love no coworkers. I do love uh, the misfit shit and that 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 mother song is good. I mean, it's ridiculous. Great song. Mother. Well, I go down to it. You know, I, I travel to go see this other guy to weightlift once a week. Yeah. And, like, he he plays the same, like, three songs to hype himself up. Yeah. And yeah. I've been going down there for almost two years now. Yeah. And just, like, two months ago, he added that song into his library of what gets him amped up. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's the only song out of all the songs that he plays that I actually know. You ever uh, listen to Five Finger Death Punch? I know I do not. That is not something that I've listened to now or ever. I had never heard him before going down there. That's just like, like douchey dad music. Uh, I mean, it's not really dad music, I don't think. Yeah, it's like dads it's, that want to be like... Yeah, I listen to hard stuff. Five finger death. Punch. It's 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 pretty tough. It's pretty hard. The funny thing is, it's like a Pavlovian thing for me now. Because when I first started going down there, I was like, "This is not." Yeah, this is not for me. And now, like when that song comes on, I'm like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> you know who I bet likes Five Finger Death Punch? <laughs> no, not, Don't do it. Don't say it. I'm not gonna say it. I bet he does though. He might not like him. He might not like him, but he's got some qualifying thing that's like, well, actually, you know, they're not very good, but they've got a couple songs. Yeah, I mean that that their first album, but then they sold out. <laughs> yeah. What's up with you? Just chilling, just reading these ninja teeth. 
text. Yep. Got some got some housekeeping. I guess we can save that till the OC mm-hmm. part of the show. Should we do that? Yeah, we'll save the OC for the OC. Yeah, we got uh we got some feedback from Ninja T. He he watched the finale of the OC. Man, I'm starting to get I, I'm getting people coming out of the woodwork talking to me about this this podcast. Really? Who else? Yeah, I had a, another guy at the gym just today. I was like, yeah, I got to head home. He's like, oh, you recording the podcast? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I forgot that he asked me one day what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, uh, I'll tell you what it is, but I'm never going to ask you about it again because yeah. I don't want you to listen to it and then be like, that's not for me. And then like be embarrassed to tell me that you don't like it. Yeah. And I forgot about that. That was like six months ago. Oh, you been listening? Oh boy, he's like, oh boy, he's like, I'm in the backlogs, man. I'm deep in the, I'm deep in the woods, man. I'm listening to it. He's like, it's funny if I forget it's you. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a number one fan, but that sounds like a number one hater. It's like, <laughs> well, it sounds like your favorite kind of fan. Yeah, the one that shits on you. He said I was funny. Though, yeah, man. that other guy's funny. <laughs> how's how about the person that that you slighted last week? Lord, she, you know, she never actually followed up with me. She did message later on in the week and said, like, hey, where's that new episode at? And I was like, oh, here we go. She's going to, you know, she's going to yeah. text me halfway through this episode and, and say, you ain't talking about me at all. And then, and then I was going to, I was already, re- I had it drafted. I was like, you just finish the episode and you'll come up. Yeah. You're but she never hit me up. Yeah. Well, you know. So maybe she gets number one hater. Yeah, of course. Lopo, Lopo just the other night said, hey, I do not want you to suggest that I endorse this podcast. So you know that boy went into another episode of it. What? Did he? Had to. Oh. Yeah, we didn't hear so back he from them he... last week. Well, that, was, that was the big thing that we threw it out there. That they So that's all they had to say? Uh-huh. What? What do you mean, uh-huh? Yeah, no, that's it. That's they all. They 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 made a big deal about how they were going to listen and everything, and then we then we we baited them last week, and they didn't they didn't say anything. No, they didn't listen. I mean, Lopo listened enough. He came back to it to realize I mentioned him. Oh yeah, yeah he said he said don't suggest that I endorse this podcast He's listening as if his name is anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, even in his own mind, it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I got you. Any other housekeeping you got? I mean, Bill volunteered to be on the uh, podcast when we do this up here in Rhode Island. Yeah, that's my hype. That's my hype still out right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you never know. Bill's Bill's magic might not translate to audio. He's a... Nah, Bill is even more magical when you get to listen to him in person. Good. Then it'll, it'll be my hype then. I, what I want thing. is just for the two of us to interview Bill. Yeah, let's just do that. It'll just be the Bill and talk. Yeah, hey, I'm into it. I mean, I, Bill may be the most interesting fan that we have. <laughs> for sure, I would. That say. you know, I just made a face at that. What? Grizzles just made a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, what is Grizzles? He one of them telescope scientists or something? <laughs> I mean, some people are interested in that, I guess. <laughs> Keep up the doodling. <laughs> what about Jake? Jake manages a giant aquarium. Like not one aquarium, it's like yeah. an actual aquarium, like a museum is, like a aquarium, aquarium. 
I mean, yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. His job is interesting, but like he also <laughs> likes Kid Rock, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's interesting in its own way. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I, I mean, fuck it. Let's have Jake on too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we never have had Jake on before. Back in the old well, days. I'm, I'm, I'm all for getting a third person on. Just Let's just start rotating guests through yeah, it. Just like it. get to know a fan. Yeah, let's just get them to record, and we'll just take the week off. <laughs> take a bill together. There you go. Um, <clears throat> cool. Well, what's your hype? I look well. I, <laughs> I don't have any hype. You don't have any hype. The one thing that you have to do for the week is figure out the hype. And uh, let me that. tell you, I got about I got about forty five minutes worth of discussion on this first episode of the OC. Oh, okay, we better get to that. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I I was so focused on the OC. I mean, I got I got some consuming, I got some some okay. not the high. What you know, right. like we got That's stuff. Fine. You know, That's fine. <clears throat> I'm allowed to not have a hype. I mean, what's my hype? You don't have to have a hype. It's okay. I mean, it is I'm like the, right. the thing that we do for the show, but. Welcome to episode 167 of Island Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Crew. <laughs> sometimes, we don't an- sometimes we don't answer the question. Sometimes we don't answer it. I'm lightheaded. It's literally the only thing that we say is the mission statement of the show, and you don't have a hype. That's all shitty, everything. Is. Well, we also tell everybody it's a shitty podcast, so, like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I want to know what your hype is. Uh, so Mustard. I, I Mustard. What's wrong with mustard? <laughs> I love mustard. Regular mustard. Love it. Love it. Go on. Um, I do like fancy mustard, too, but I, I, if I had to pick one, I would just pick a regular mustard. French um, is yellow, baby. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. Ain't no, no need to fuck around with it. Um, that on a hot dog, you, I'm please. Mustard. If I could only have one condiment for the rest of my life, it's gonna be mustard. Really? I don't 100%. think hundred percent. It does fill a certain role that you don't get from any other condiment. It's mm-hmm. like a. I, I mean, I would pick bad chance, but I guess that doesn't count. Mm. That doesn't count know. because bad chance now. Shout out to our sponsors, bad chance. Go to IOL two dot com backslash bad chance for your discount code bad chance has risen above condiment it is now yeah. staple yeah it's a gourmet sauce in a way um that it, i'm my hype should be that, that the uh they're coming out with a spicy one coming out with a spicy bad chance apparently that's the rumors i'm hearing it's nothing substantial. what are you on the message boards yeah i'm, I'm checking the i checked the facebook you know they were like I wonder somebody if was there's like, a subreddit for bad chance Oh well, if there's not, we should make one. Um, the admins, yeah, the uh, yeah, they 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 posted something, and somebody was like, "I wish you'd make a spicy one," and they were like, "Stay tuned!" Exclamation point. So I would think that means that we're getting a spicy one. Maybe <laughs> well, it not. means something. Yeah, uh, my hype is that uh, it was my birthday last week, which is not the hype, because uh, I don't really care about my birthday. But um, my wife got me a present I've been wanting for a while. And uh, pretty well, she got me two things that are awesome. One, she got me this limited edition Jawbreaker shirt that has a illustration of the from the song of a lyric from the song "Kiss the Bottle." It's like a limited edition thing. It sold out. She got me one. Um, it's not even here okay. yet. It's just like she pre-ordered it, 
Um, so that was awesome. But she got me this uh, bathtub. Somebody's making somebody's making that bootleg version right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's cool. It's an Etsy shop. Yeah, um, Redbubble. Um, no, um, she got me this uh, bathtub caddy thing. It's like one of those little little uh, desks that you put in the bathtub. And you put a, you know, you put your candle on there, put your book on there, and uh, I sent you a picture. It's so, it's so you're so smug, you're so fucking smug, telling me about this. <laughs> it's your, fa- your it's face something is fancy. Just it's, I love to take baths, and it's a, you know, it's this, it's this desk thing that goes in the bathtub and sits there, and you get to put all your stuff there, put your phone on. I sent you a picture uh, of my inaugural use of it, where I had my my OC uh, guide to watching the OC book there and i was reading stop being stop being a hater and learn to love the oc sitting on a little desk i had to stare at that picture for seven minutes straight before i understood what was happening in that picture and then as soon as i did it it was as if someone said duke is great right in front of josh gray (laughs) my face was so sour it was so sour realizing you were just sitting in your own filth in lukewarm water just with this fancy asshole table on top of your legs i had uh, my little my little tootsies out my feet sticking out <laughs> some people pay pay more for that kind of content um yeah you're a bathtub hater and i love the bath i love it man it's my relaxed time i like to put a candle up light a candle relax some me time self self-care um Get it real, get it real hot. Self gross. Just get it real hot, you know. And uh, now I got the, got the little bathtub caddy thing. So I'm excited about that. It's like bamboo. It's real nice. Yeah, you're gonna use it three times. No, I've already used it three times. So, jokes on you. Um, <laughs> I can just see you eating a little hot dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just got it's got a spot for your Chicago dog on there, and uh, yeah. It's uh it's pretty sweet. So that's when my you, when you're done when you're done taking a bath, do you just step out of the bathtub or do you drain the water and sit in it while it drains? Um, it depends. Like I'd usually like rinse myself off with the shower and then get out. Thank goodness. Yeah. Why don't you take a shower first? Because why would you do that? Oh, I guess to make yourself clean before you sit in the tub. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Still doesn't seem I don't know. Because you got to conserve the hot water. That's the thing. We don't have unlimited hot water at my house. So I have just enough hot water to get the tub full, like almost full enough, like not quite full enough that I want it. But so if I did the hot shower first, right. I mean, I could do a cold shower first. Like, remember when you were into that? How's that going? <laughs> That's still going? That's still a thing? That, that mysteriously disappeared from the, the IOLTOS canon. Remember cold showers? Remember that was like some kind of thing you remember that remember that <laughs> pyramid scheme you're involved with with the hot showers the cold showers um, fuck, fuck fuck I got you I got you um <laughs> yes yeah, so that was my hype shout out to my wife for, for uh, my wife mother mother um <laughs> shout out to Jackie for getting me that for my birthday. What's your uh, what's your not the hype? Do you have any of that? Do you have anything prepared for this episode? Or <laughs> <laughs> you got Listen that Cactus Jack day. shirt on, don't you? Is that a Cactus Jack? No, I got. I, yeah, boy, check me out, son. Jack, she got. Yep, he has the Cactus Jack. That is that print on the back is way too big. 
That's just too it's big. It's so big like and it's sitting. bubbly. Yeah. It's bubble. It's 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 like a puff. You know it's what I mean? It's like plasticky. It's like the it's like bootleg material. Like yeah, he's got the yeah. Cactus Jack, the limited edition. Um, who is that? That that's whose thing is that? Travis Scott and Travis Donald's. Scott. Yeah, he's got that hoodie mm-hmm. on. So I'd be remiss not to point that out. Um, what's your not the hype? What's the temperature down there right now? I don't know, like 80 degrees. It snowed here all day Friday. Oh, wow. I saw that my friends in Colorado, they were uh, putting up pictures of snow, so I guess it was cold in places what get uh, cold. Yeah, right when I right when I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spring is here. There's Both cherry spring. blossoms blooming. Flowers are budding. I finally get in a, in a good mood. I'm realizing that like – Oh, wow. You know, I'm a little bit more affected by this damn weather than I'd like to admit. I'm ready for the winter to be over. And then I wake up on Friday and motherfuck, it snows. And I'm like, it's middle of April here, folks. I'd be stoked if it snowed down here right now. (laughs) So global warming is a hoax. You can see. Proves it. Yeah. Not real. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no such thing. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers to the oil and gas industry. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Thank thoughts and you. prayers thoughts and prayers um yeah that's i i can see why that would be not the hype it's been hype down here because it's been nice and not overly hot yet not mm-hmm. miserable hot but that's coming it's on the way you know um surprising usually by the time it's my birthday it's so hot it's miserable here the past couple years at least but yeah it's been been okay but uh yeah what's wrong i guess i'm rather not the hype what I I went up. Uh, so I went up to rent them on. Uh, to who? Rent. Oh, sorry. My shit. My bad. I went up to that some outlet stores on okay. Friday. Yeah. I had to get a new pair of disc golf shoes. Okay. And uh, I, you know, I was walking around looking at different shoes, whatever, whatever. I go into the Merrill store, mm-hmm. and I get a pair of shoes from Merrill. Okay. And I'm excited about them. I think they're comfortable. I think they're snazzy. You like Merrill shoes. I come home. Yeah. Historically. I don't particularly. I, I, you know, I mean, I've had several pairs. You had that one had pair, pair that was hype back in years. the day. Remember that one pair that was like yeah, the big, thick, fat new. ones that were like had the, they were, they were suede leather or whatever. Yeah. Merrill yeah, makes like so, hikey, hikey, hikey type outdoor shoes. So. Yeah. It was funny. I actually <laughs> went in to the store and the ladies were like, what are you looking for? And I was like, well, I mean, I do this sport that's like outside. I don't need trail runners, but I need waterproof, but I need something that's like a tennis shoe. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is it disc golf? And I was like, what's up? <laughs> You're acting like nobody's ever heard of that. You know people be going in the Merrill store for some disc golf shoes. <laughs> well, that's what the lady was like. We've had so many people in this week to get disc golf shoes. Anyway, so I come home and I'm I'm excited about them. You know, I think, you know, these are cool shoes, whatever. I was excited about a new pair of shoes. I turn on uh, <clears throat> Joe Mez Pro, which is the disc golf channel on YouTube that yeah. I like to watch. And they've got this practice round. These two guys that are commentators and they're just like, you know, they're making jokes as they're playing disc golf and they're mic'd up and stuff like that. And at one moment, the guy goes, you know how I know we're old? We both got Merrill's on. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. I got owned. Got, got, I got owned got by a YouTube video. By, by a disc golf nerd. <clears throat> yeah. That's not the hype, but whatever. I wore them shoes yesterday. They, they turned out great. Sweet. That's cool. 
new shoes are always hype, you know. Unless they don't they don't like break in right, but yeah, in general, the these are, these are these are. I mean, I was I was surprised. These were like they came they came like they felt like they'd already been broken in. Oh, that's that's good. Maybe they got that pre uh, pre broken in technology. I was always jealous of those murals yeah. you had back in the day. Those ones they were like pretty dope. I never told you because I don't be revealing that but i like this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go find them i'm gonna go start wearing those around town yeah you know jelly was jealous of these, these. back in the day they, yeah mark this down on the calendar um i liked them because they were big fat that back in the day i mean like you can't get big fat shoes now i like a big fat skate shoe want a lot of padding or yeah. a big old thick fat wide shoe and that's what those were like they were like that kind of the like uh hiking version of a of a big fat skate shoe in a way so i got osiris in dc yeah some old osiris. man i spent i remember how long ago was that? i spent i spent all day looking for a pair of dc shoes that i owned when i was in seventh grade and i couldn't find them for the life of me online oh you were trying to like was, buy them back yeah some I was trying shoes to find like a pair hard and... to find man some of them just don't exist anymore the I mean, I, I reached out to these now. like vintage skate shoe Instagram accounts and they were like, I can't help you, man. I don't, I don't even know. Like I knew that they existed because I owned them. Yeah. But I can't find them in any of the old CCS look catalogs that have been like uploaded. To yeah. The internet. I just can't. You I can't find them. find them at all. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple shoes that I regret. I had, a, I had a pair of the original D3 2000s or what? No, the original D3s. The Osiris D3s, because then they came out with the D3 yeah. 2001s, right? Yep. Uh, but I had the original D3s, the yellow ones with the gray, you know, the ones that were in the pictures. Big, that's the the fattest skate shoe of all time. You know, they've done a documentary on that shoe. Um, they did, yeah. yeah. And uh, I so I had a pair. I bought a pair for like 100 bucks. I skated in them for a long time. And then... Uh, at some point, I needed some money, so I sold them. I bought them for hundred bucks, sold them for like two hundred fifty bucks, <laughs> and I think they go for like five hundred, six hundred bucks now. <clears throat> yeah, those are the ones that look kind of like the old Air Maxes. Yeah, they do. That was like kind of they were yeah. they were inspired by that because they got the big bubble in them, you know that sort of thing. So. And the layers, the layers of gradients of gray into yeah. the yellow. Yeah, yeah, those are hot shoes. I want a pair of those shoes. I just like how those. I like a big fat pair of skate shoes, especially if I'm wearing long pants. They just. Hey man, when you got them Jinko jeans on, you gotta have something Put to stop them. Jinkos. I love a big pair of Jinkos. You know. <laughs> Somebody told me Jinkos were coming back. I ain't seen them though. Yeah, they say that every couple of years. It's kind of like how them. Uh, what was the, the 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 male onesies were supposed to be taken over, and then everybody just made a joke <laughs> about it, and that never happened. So. Yeah, that would that, I, that would never fly. That's some stupid shit. Um, that's probably ch- Chubby's trying to make that happen. Yeah, right. Probably was. Um, <clears throat> what's your what's your other hype? So I uh, at birthday this week just was being low key. We just hung out at the house, but Jackie's like, we should get you know whatever food you want to get, like whatever's the thing in town you want to get. And so of course I wanted to get food wangs. Um, for my birthday, Perfect. of course. Yeah. Um, and go to call them up and go to their website. Lo and behold, they are temporarily closed for renovations. So that was a bummer. I hope that they get back up and run it. Their buildings really run down um, that they're in. So I guess they're probably having to fix some stuff. And they said they're understaffed right now and everything. So that's not the hype, but uh, it's all right. I think they're going to come back. I hope they do. 
But we got wings from the place that we used to get wings from before Foo Wings. And unfortunately, and they were very good at this, this other place, you know, a year ago when we were ordering them. But now they're just not that good anymore there. So, or this, this order we got wasn't that great. So, all that money went to Foo Wings. And then Foo Wings decided to, you know, re renovate because they got all that just, money. Just shut down the market, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, mother, mother, what's the hype still out? I don't know how many. <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> Mine's one that we've talked about before, but that that new Mortal Kombat movie comes out in like two days. Yeah, three days. The twenty first, I think. I think it's Friday. I thought it was the twenty first. Is it? Yeah, I don't <clears throat> know. Why couldn't they have made it four twenty, I mean, bro? Come on, man. Come bro, on, bro, bro. Yo, I'm going to have, uh, I, it's funny, that same guy that mentioned that he was going back into the archives of the podcast, he and I are going to watch it together. We're going to have a watch party. Oh, yeah? That'll be hype. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. wait, it's already I'm, released, dude. April, what? April 16th, 2021. Yeah. I thought, see, I said to him, I thought it was, hey. I thought it was coming out in April. No, it's Man, April. I'm watching that it, shit tonight. That's, that's. It says in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max April 23rd. So that would be Friday, right? So you were right. Ah, fuck. You're, Man, you got me hype. I, would, I'm sorry. I, I just sorry. logged in HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm watching this shit right now. Fuck this podcast. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, so so you uh you did uh you, you said you're gonna have a watch party with somebody from the gym? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not going to have a whole party. I, I don't think. I mean, I you know, I'm one dose in. I don't want to set a bad example. And have yeah, a you're just going to like anything like that. watch with him. Though. I'll watch it with him, and then we'll probably fight afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here. What's, your, over what's here. the best? What's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? No. Uh, you know, I shit. Now I feel like I'm causing dead air. I'm put on the spot. It's a big. I, it's a big. I've never really. There's a lot of different layers to it. So, when I was playing the game, yeah, the early iterations, I really like Johnny Cage. See, that's interesting. Because I would say if I had to pick my overall favorite character from the game, it would be Johnny Cage, but not from a playing yeah. standpoint. Like he was good in the first one, and then after that, he kind of like I just I wasn't good with him. Um, I played Mortal Kombat 2 with like P Dog, fan, it was a fan, super fan, P Dog. We played all the time. One time we played for like 24 hours straight in his front yard. We set the we set the TV up in the front yard when it was released. When it when Mortal Kombat 2 got released on the Super Nintendo, we just set it up in the front yard and played for like 24 hours. I swallowed a bug halfway through and then just felt that bug in my throat <laughs> the rest of the time we were out there and just complained about it the whole time. We played forever. <laughs> Now with the Mortal Kombat two, I wrecked shit with Liu Kang. Mm. Um, you know, I wrecked shit with that. I also like Kung Lao a lot. Um, and then if I, you know, I, I'm also now in the more recent versions of it, I've been just really good with Scorpion. So, but Scorpion's kind of yeah, I feel like the boring choice. Luke, you know, Liu Kang and Scorpion both. I think Liu Kang is broken, a broken character. Yeah. He was just too easy to be too good with. Yeah. Um do the turkey kick. And yeah. you just wait for the, you just charge the turkey kick up and hold it and then let it go when when yeah. when you see your opening. Yeah, I I mean, 
I lo- the thing is, I think that's a game where it's just like I they were all fun. Everybody yeah. was fun to play with. Um I when it comes down to it, I'm a Mortal Kombat kid more than a Street Fighter kid. Oh, me too. Like for sure. Yeah. I I just played so much more of Mortal Kombat, but um yeah, all the characters are kind of ridiculous action hero y kind of archetype things, but they're great in that way. It's a it's a kitschy kind of thing. And they really lean into that with the they did like kind of the reboot, soft reboot of the games recently. And they they leaned into that sort of cheesy action hero kind of stuff, and it was really great. But yeah, I think that I love Johnny Cage just because he's this arrogant kind of dipshit. But um, yeah. you know, he's like he's the John Claude Van Damme kind of character. You know, you you love him yeah. from from the eighties. He's like a relic of the eighties. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm really stoked on this movie. I think it's gonna be absurd. Yeah, um, I hope it's good. I mean, I- that first one was real bad, but in a good way. Uh, enjoyable way and uh this I'll, one I'll, I'll, yeah i'll probably watch that first one like 10 times oh yeah man for sure same here but uh yeah and, and there's a lot of flaws in that one they kind of didn't get the the ninjas right and stuff like that i don't think but it's fine for what it is it's just a cheesy kind of goofy 90s thing um but yeah i'm excited about this i hope it's good i think i'm trying to test my might t- yeah fight test your might um yeah, I don't know. There's so many good characters. I hope they I hope they jam as many characters in as they can. I want to see. That's my those. boy. Like That's my boy. I want to see them all, even if it's just for like 30 them. seconds. Let me get Bring some cameos. In. You know, get Nightwolf in there. I want to see him. I went and looked at the IMDb page <laughs> yeah. of the of the movie just last night, and I was like, "There's I don't know any of the actors." Yeah. Well, which is like a positive. Yeah. In my book, like, yeah. I don't. Sure, I right? want these. I don't want to be like, oh, that's Lawrence Fishburne as, yeah, you know, I want to be like, oh, that's Goro, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, these characters are, the, are themselves. They're not even actors. They are who they are. Yeah. So. This is, this is Raiden. Yeah. Like, this yeah, really is Raiden. The, actually the Thunder God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's p over here. P-Dog's favorite is Raiden. He, he loves Raiden. He's a- I just feel like uh, to choose Raiden, to choose Scorpion, to choose Kung Lao, like all those, little bit basic. I guess so. I mean, Scorpion's definitely basic, but Scorpion's badass, so it's like you can't like shit on it too much because it's like he's still like a undead ninja that breathes fire and has a, <laughs> a you know a grappling hook essentially. Um, yeah. And the same for Sub Zero. Like I always felt like Sub Zero was a little bit cooler than Scorpion. Like I, I, but I also like the idea of ice more than fire. Yeah, I'm the opposite way. I've always, I've always thought I always shit on Sub Zero a little bit. Although he had the best, uh, he had the best finishing move from the first game, where he rips the spine out. But that's the quintessential fatality. Like, you know, pulls that. You know who I, I did like later on. Uh, was it his name Jax? He yeah. just had the the swords for arms. The, no, no, Jax has the bionic arms. Um, right. You're thinking of Baraka has the swords for on Baraka. Yeah, he is the big sword. Yeah. Like, he, he, is, he was terrifying too. Yeah. Like his face, his big ass mouth, and sharp teeth. Yeah, he's from the like outer outer world or whatever that whatever Shang Tsung is from. That's the, he's like one of the native. People I think I think that, it's I think. just Outworld, Outworld. Isn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. 
The uh, man, I, can't, can't, I cannot wait to jump back into this universe, man. I'm what excited, are we talking about? Man. Hype's still out. <laughs> what about Kano, man? Kano's badass too. He's got the he's got the Terminator eye. <laughs> the Australian actor yeah. that plays him in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the you know he's the the criminal mastermind. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be hype. Man, but, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hype. What's uh? You got? Are you gonna watch it on Friday? Yeah, probably. We might need to organize a time we can we can at least know that like we can yeah, text yeah, about yeah. it. We can text back and, and not spoil yeah. it. Yeah, we can start yeah. it around the same time. And yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I'm gonna want to text during it. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, but soon. After I think I'm right. gonna throw my phone into Do Not Disturb. That's a and good let idea. A real yeah, s- to really yeah. pay attention to it. Yeah, it's gonna be a very yeah. you know a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> I'm sure. So. Yeah, this will be event watching. Like yeah, this, it's event watching, yeah. I haven't been this stoked for a movie in a while. You know, to be honest, here's what's not the hype. I fucking on Friday afternoon, I was like, you know, I want to go to a movie. Like I'm feeling good. I'm fine. I don't mind wearing a mask. I'll go to a movie. Ain't nobody else gonna be there. Whatever. I looked at the movie listings, and I could not bring myself to go to a single damn movie. Uh, they're holding back all the releases a little bit longer just to, uh, you know. I mean, there's Mortal Kombat coming out, but the 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 big releases are few and far between right now. They're just holding them back, you know. So, I mean, this but next year is going to be the hype. We're going to get all the. It's going to be a movie every weekend, like. Yeah, but uh, I mean, hopefully, yeah, hype's still out on that. Well, that might not be just once, you know, once uh, COVID Part Two hits. they gonna be any movie theaters to go to? Yeah, there might not be. I got some AFC stock. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on them coming back. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, your boy, your boy Bill is broken hearted about the arc light going down. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. He said he, he said he's like somebody when it comes to movie theaters. Like other people are, uh, they'll they'll try to go to watch a baseball game in every stadium in the country. Yeah, he wants to get it. He's he wanted like, to get it. He had a list of all different movie theaters he wanted to go to, and a bunch of more arc light. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, so fuck your life, hobby. Bill. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. You have to get a different hobby. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what's uh, what you been consuming? I got three things for you. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> first one's a recommendation. I think you're gonna like it. So there's this kid that's been training at the club. He's fuck twenty years yeah. old. And he usually keeps to himself, doesn't talk too much, but he comes in the morning. I, I, I found myself talking music pretty in-depth with a couple of people over the past two or three weeks. Like, we're really talking about music and stuff like that. And I'll hop on my little soapbox and start preaching. And for the first time ever, he spoke up. And he's like, because he, he'll talk to me here and there, and he'll be like, oh, I like this. And yeah. I'm like, well, if you like this, you should try that, so on and so forth. And he made a recommendation for the first time ever. Okay. And it's a rapper, a rapper, a little indie rapper named Milo, M I L O. Milo. And I, you know him? No, I've never heard of him. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know, this is going to be kind of like whatever. And I listened to it and I was like, Joey's going to like this guy. (laughs) He's a little bit, he's a little bit like he, he could be like, He's not, I don't want to equate him with anybody else because he's not like anybody else in, in the sense that an equation would, lean you to believe but he kind of exists in that 
de la Jurassic Five kind of like uh, more like spilled ink than huge beats. Yeah, I call that jazz bass hip hop because it's usually got jazz samples and stuff like that in it. Like it's probably not the proper term yeah. for it, but it's kind of like that. Well, no, that's right for them, but he doesn't have jazz, but he has a similar type of delivery. Okay, I got you. Same. And it made me think of you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I tend to love that sort of stuff. So when it comes to hip hop, yeah, it's like less clubby and more like, you know, more like artsy hip hop. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not bad. It's good. No, I think Mikey would like it, too. Oh, shout He's out to Mikey, listen. by the way. My on my birthday, <laughs> Mikey said happy birthday. And he sent me a link to a uh, Sublime with Rome song that was terrible. So shout out to Mikey for that. <laughs> this week I had a, I put a question up on my Instagram story. It's like, what's a song that you can't stand that everybody else loves? Yeah. Clave put in a, a sublime song. <laughs> and I was, I was like reposting those songs. And Mikey responded to that. I can't even remember what he said. So, but, oh, he, he dropped, he dropped flames emojis on it. Yeah. I, who who would have thought that Mikey was such a secret Sublime fan? A Sublime well, apologist. Not so secret. Yeah, Sublime <laughs> apologist, I would even go so far as to say. He probably wrote their fan club <laughs> in their fan club. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, two weeks ago, I got a t-shirt in the mail that there's, I, I don't know how the algorithm, this is a testament to the algorithm. I follow an account that made a t-shirt. It's the first t-shirt this account, this is, this account's only got like a thousand followers. Like it's a tiny little uh-huh. account. Dude makes stickers. And he made this t-shirt. You know, the Grateful Dead steal your face logo, like that, that the skull with the big circle on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, one, of the, on only the good, inside, one of the only good things about the Grateful Dead, you mean? <laughs> on the inside of that circle is the logo from energy the operation ivy uh, <laughs> album yeah yeah it's a, got the it's got the guy. the guy jumping like yeah 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 it's with the fedora the on. yeah it's very iconic and it's uh so it's that logo it's like those two logos together and it's got the lyrics for unity the operation <laughs> ivy song underneath it and you know i bought that i pre-ordered that shirt before it even came out i was like this is the best of both worlds yeah. for me yeah. And so yesterday, man, I ripped through that whole Op Ivy album, and I, I, w- I was like singing along to the album as it was playing, remembering the lyrics as they were be- like I was like singing, but I didn't know the next word until the next word hit, and I was just like keeping up just yeah. barely with all of it. Sound system gonna keep me back up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing sound. that I can depend system. on. Sound. System. Sound. System. <laughs> <laughs> what was his... Uh, the, who's the lead, the lead singer's Jesse something or other, I think? Yeah. I don't even remember his last uh, name. Because I was... Because I, you know, I, I spent time with Op Ivy, but it was before the internet. And it was before I was smart enough to, like, check liner notes or anything. Yeah. I was in, like, seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? So then most of my memory of like band members and stuff like that is the rancid days. Yeah, right. So you you kind of got into the next wave of that scene, which mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was a part of part of that <laughs> part of that group 
Operation Ivy went and made Rancid. The other part did other things. Um, you know, early, early, early Green Day was part of that Operation Ivy kind of scene too. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that so that guy's Jesse Michaels. This is his name, the the lead singer, and okay. um, he had another. Um, he had another project. Yeah, and I really like that a lot. It's Yeah, uh, I remember you talking about Common Rider. Yeah. I think honestly, I think you were talking about Common Rider back when we started recording the podcast. I think so. I think that was about the time I kind of discovered them. <laughs> it was like I was like, I wonder what happened to the guy from Operation Ivy. And I was like, Oh, he had this other thing. And uh because he never like other, you know, Tim Armstrong and everybody, like they they're still they're like acting in movies and show up places and stuff like that. And um he just kind of went away. But yeah, that common writer album's pretty good. It leans more into like uh dubby reggae kind of vibes from from operation ivy you know yeah um more so than the, white yeah i mean i guess it treads dangerously close to like sublime territory but it's uh <laughs> i think it's good i like that one album is really good though. i forget what it's called but yeah, yeah the, the, their main they only had like one album i think but common rider um yeah, it was Last Wave Rockers. Wow. That was it. Last Wave Rockers is the name of that album. The the third thing that I've got, which I, I don't know, maybe you've already consumed it, maybe not, is uh, I listened to Yelled At By A Clown on Spotify from Nate Bargatze. Uh, no, I've seen that. Cause that that's his album. That, that was released a couple years ago, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, because his dad was a clown, um, an actual clown, yeah. and, and, it, and is a magician now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of saving that for when I have a chance to actually listen to it properly. Yeah, get in the car and just go yeah. for a cruise, man. Funny. It's so good. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's it's like a lot of this stuff, if you've been consuming a lot of this like late night, five minute bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some of that's in there, yeah. you know, some of that early stuff. Um, but it's still like, it's still got enough material in there that it hasn't popped up on YouTube. It's great, man. It's yeah, real fun. That's cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. That's me. Nice. Um, what about you? So on my birthday, we watched uh, this documentary, The Last Blockbuster. Man, this is just, this is just episode 163. Jay, how had a birthday? I did. I did. I don't know if, you know, those of you who didn't wish me happy birthday are dead to me now. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, we watched uh, the last blockbuster uh, documentary okay. from Netflix. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched the like first fifteen minutes of it or so, and I was like, "This is good." But then I ran out of time. I had to go. Yeah, it's know, fine. It's not life. the greatest thing in the world, but I was like, "Oh, this is a good thing to watch on my birthday." It's like a nostalgia thing, like video mm-hmm. rental stores and stuff, and like, yeah, it was interesting. It had some like little tidbits I never knew about, and um, yeah, it's worth watching. It's cool. Um, not a not a sad movie. It's like a decently uplifting kind of thing, even though it's about a company going out of business. Um, and then uh, we watched Age of Ultron because that's where we're at in Jackie's watch of every Marvel thing in order. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen Age of Ultron. That was one that I missed. Um, I might hit or miss that, with the is Marvel that the movies. One where they they lift Starkovia. The 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 yeah. indiscriminate European country yeah yeah it is I'm trying to think it's, all this shit is just runs together into one big pile of this thing and it, I mean it's fine it's whatever those actors yeah. are very good at playing those characters um but it's just hollow you know whatever 
Yeah. That's why when you get one of the movies like Black Panther that I think has a little more substance to it, it's uh, those are the ones that I really remember more so than like this. I guess that the first Avengers movie was all right, but I still don't really remember what For, happened in it. Well, the last yeah. two, like I feel like the individual movies are better than yeah. the all of them together movies. Yeah, those are the ones yeah. that they just have. They have to do so much that they just don't stick with. They just got to jam way. all this stuff in and stuff, and so yeah. Um, yeah uh, so that was fine. Um, and then uh, we watched. Uh, oh, I've been listening to that Blues Traveler album all week, basically. <laughs> the four. Hell albums. yeah! This is so good. I went back to. So I went back to the very first album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't delve yeah. that far, but I. I was. I was listening to that. Um, that album over and over again. So. Yeah. This obesity is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to the OC, bitch. Hey, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. <laughs> Were you ready to move into this? Yeah, hell okay. yeah. Let's go. Let's I can't wait. Okay. This is great. This, uh, the OC, we've all got beards now. Yeah. They showed, that's like, how can we show the passage of time? Everybody grow a beard this summer before we come back from hiatus. <laughs> so at the end of last season, every you know everything has fallen apart. Ryan's gone to Chino with Teresa. Um, Seth has has absconded to Tahiti, presumably on his little <laughs> sailboat. And uh, you know everybody's it, things are it, we're we're we've hit a point that's very very uh, Empire Strikes Back, where it's like everything's falling apart, like end of Empire Strikes Back. Everything's falling apart. What's going to happen to our heroes? And uh, then, then we have this episode, which is season two, and they um, they rectify a lot of that. Of course, we have to bring everybody back together, right? That's not a spoiler or anything. We we know that these characters have to come back together. Um, <clears throat> so this whole episode is kind of like them splintered apart, and how are we going to get them back together? Uh, we have. Before you before you go any further, yeah. let just general input. Did you like the episode? Yeah, I did. I think it's kind of sad. It's a it's kind of like everybody's depressed and sad in the episode, you know. Um, and literally, wow. the Cohen's house is being torn apart. Um, so there's this. It's just this like a lot of like uh, transition going on here, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I liked that. The tendency for soap operas like this is to have a big cliffhanger, and then when they come back, everything was resolved off camera, and now we're back into everything being normal again. And yeah. then they'll like take little bits to be like, "Yeah, this, this happened," you know. Well, but I, they didn't do that in this case, which I wouldn't expect them to, because the quality of the show is better than that. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't take the cheap route of like, "Well, everybody's just back together, and we don't need an explanation or whatever." Um, yeah. Which other shows of this era would do that? Um, and so I thought that was good. Music in this episode is really good. Um, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I thought it was nice that they, they kind of told everybody's story individually as they're bringing them back together. So, okay. Okay. What, what about you? All right. Go back with the recap. I got it. I, yeah, I'm kind of the same as you, man. Yeah. I just like, you know, it's funny. I was, I was really excited to watch it. Yeah. We only took one week off, but I was like, what has happened with all my favorite people? Like, when am I, you know, I was excited to come back to it. I'm glad we took a week off. Um, 
And I will say, like in true soap opera fashion, we I I literally uh, for the listeners, I caused Joey to wait on me for an extra thirty minutes so I could finish the episode, and I straight up. It took a lot for me to not watch episode two. Like I was right back in it. Like I yeah. can't wait to find out what happens next week. Um, <clears throat> there were a few things that I, my memory, you know, I think I spoke a little bit to yeah. it at the end of uh, season one of like, I think this and this, and we weren't trying to get spoiler heavy. So I didn't want to say anything too explicitly, but that story that Seth told at the very end of the episode, that's, I remember that, you know, yeah, yeah. Or not exactly what it was, but, what it represented yeah. and then the you know the kind of main teresa element yeah i i had forgotten i just I'd forgotten you know that. My, i knew that but my memory of it was such that i didn't think that the end of season one was the way the end of season one happened mm-hmm. yeah it's funny how you rearranged I, it i had this weird i had this yeah. interesting feeling of like because i when i watched season one I watched it real time and then yeah, wait a week and then the new episode comes out and then at the end of the season, it's like, Oh, it's, it's may you got to wait three months for this to come back on TV. And so that I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, the fact that we took a week off and I'm like, man, this is crazy. We took like two and a half months off. Like when I watched it the first time and I didn't, I had no idea what would, what we were coming back to, what would happen. Um, yeah. So should I do the recap or is that? Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Um, I've got a ton of notes. So I'm just going to rip through them when you're done. It's not a complicated recap. I'm just going to, there's a couple things going on. Um, they, uh, so Ryan is in Chino with, uh, Teresa. He's got a job as a construction worker. Um, he feels like it, it feels as if almost his soul is gone in a way. Like there's a very, like yeah. he's going through the motions and he plays that well as the character. Like he's kind of like, just like resign himself to this fate that he's living with Teresa's mom. And they're dealing with, you know, having the baby and everything. And then uh, we have the storyline of Sandy and Kirsten are, are at odds because they both want Seth to come home. And we don't know at this point where Seth is, but they are arguing about Seth coming home and they, they present it in a way that makes you think that he is still on the boat to Tahiti. But then we find out that, uh, Seth is actually in Portland with Luke, which I was like, I had forgotten that. And I was like, that's actually a really creative solution to the problem of him. Cause we can't have him mm-hmm. going to Tahiti. It's just not on a little sailboat, right? It's just not going to work. Um, but having him, it gives like Luke one last thing to do, which I don't know if we see Luke again, but like it is like something like Seth goes to Luke's house for that's where he goes for shelter. And Luke is the one that he had the most odds with, you know, throughout the show. He's the Luke is the bully, the 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 um, water polo guy, you know, yeah. and Luke takes him in and Luke's, Luke and his dad let Seth live there. And so. Later on, we find out what, at the end of the episode, we found out what the route was for him to take his boat and get to Portland, um, which is a good payoff, I think, um, for the Mm -hmm. the thing. Um, Then we have uh, Caleb's about to get in trouble and indicted, and we have uh, Julie is having trouble with Marissa. Marissa's drinking more, of course, and just sort of shutting down. And then we have uh, Summer, uh, and she's having conflict with Julie, uh, as which we knew that she would, and then uh, we have summer. Um, Summer's kind of dealing with missing Seth, but also trying to cut Seth out of her life. I don't uh, cry over bitches on boats. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> good. Um, and then, uh, so Sandy plans a rescue mission to try to go talk Seth into coming home. He goes up to to Luke's house and they, they he stays with them for the night and then talks to them. That him and him and Seth have a very heated conflict there about that. Uh, Seth is very disrespectful to his father. He's being a petulant child about this, but once again, my age old argument: he is being a high school kid um, in the way that he's dealing with this. And then <clears throat> the, there's been this lead up to where uh, Sandy had gone to talk to to Ryan to see if he would go to Portland to talk Seth to kind of coming back. And Ryan didn't think he could do that because he didn't want Teresa to think that things were falling apart with them. But he winds up going to talk Seth into coming home. Um, and while he's there, Teresa calls Ryan and says she has lost the baby miscarriage. And the, that, she's doing she's like telling him this and saying this is like your chance to get out and go back to where you belong um which is with the cohen's we don't get a resolution to that until he like he goes he's going to get in the cab to leave and then we have this like kind of like romantic comedy style of like ryan and seth realize they want to go back to newport and they meet each other again on luke's porch and then they go home and the uh the cohen's welcome them back in and uh, we find out during this that Teresa has lied about the situation with losing the baby. And she actually has not lost the baby, but her and her mom have concocted this as some sort of way to do what's right for everybody involved, I guess. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and one of the big overarching themes of this, for whatever reason, I assume it's because the family has literally fallen apart. The the Coens are re remodeling their home. So there's like, the walls are getting knocked out. There's like dudes with their shirts off walking around working on stuff. Um, it is they are living in the middle of this chaos, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. And at the end, at the end of the episode, we find out that that Seth took the boat to uh, where to Catalina or whatever, and then he went to where else? And but it, he ran out of snacks and Santa Rosa or something. Yeah, he ran out of snacks. He got he got scared. Sold the boat, got on a Greyhound bus, and went to Luke's house. So um, it's not that, not his romantic trip to uh, Tahiti did not happen, and uh, but he, uh, you know, he wound up wound up in Portland. Um, so see, you got the general overview. I'm gonna go details. Yeah, do it. Hit me with the notes. We open up the season. Mom and Dad are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten doesn't even look at Sandy when she gives mm-hmm. him the coffee, you know, and then he starts, he starts yelling nonsense, you know, and yeah. I know you're doing that thing to see whether or not I'm listening to you or ignoring you. And I am ignoring you, but I still hear you. There's a lot um, of, there's a lot of self-awareness in this episode of the show being self-aware of the cliches its own characters fall into. There's that one with Sandy, yeah. which he hasn't done that specifically, but he's done other things that were similar to that speaking gibberish so that it would get her attention. Uh, Summer has a moment of that where she's like, I don't know if that's in your notes, but where she's like, this is the thing where I pretend like I don't know Seth's name because that's oh, yeah. how I deal with it. Blah, 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 blah. And that's like another thing. Well, she that's does. what she said yeah. when, when she decided she doesn't cry over bitches on boats. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cardio bar is the new Tybo. <laughs> cardio bar. There's a lot of talk of cardio bar. If this was made today, I'm sure that Julie Cooper would be taking Marissa to CrossFit. Yeah. Or yeah. bar. Yeah. Bar class. Orange theory. Yeah. Um 
This is so dumb. Uh, what's in this lighter fluid? <laughs> oh, it's an OC lemonade. OC <laughs> lemonade, yeah. Marissa's drinking Marissa's at 10 a.m. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's 10 a.m., Coop. Um, yeah, Seth went to Luke's. Uh, that, 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 I don't think there's any way any rent renovation project requires 19 men without shirts on. <laughs> They are like, like it is so like they much. were like the guys that played the strippers in last season. They were like, "Hey guys, we're gonna call yeah. you back. Let's go and shoot this next scene while we still got you here." Uh, yeah, and the yeah. thing that was funny to me is it seemed like such a missed opportunity for either Julie Cooper or Haley to come over and be like, "Ooh, Ooh yeah." There is a moment where Sandy looks at Kirsten and is like, "There's all these guys with their shirts off in your house. You should be happy about it." And she just like starts laughing, like she's like, "Yeah, whatever." Jimmy has a beard. Ryan has a beard. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets a beard. Everybody gets a beard. Haley is suspiciously not in the episode. They refer to her, but I guess she was. She was in it once, right? No, no, she wasn't. I thought she was. When when Jimmy and Marissa come over in that Mustang GT, yeah, uh, I thought Haley was with them, but yeah, she's not in. But she's down in the boat, man. Yeah, she's at the boat, man. I, I don't know how long that's going to go on, or if she even shows up again in this, in the season, but. I can't call it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Luke is like a big golden retriever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, Luke saying, so, okay. So I thought it was funny that Seth all of a sudden is like this incredible cartoonist. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke, Luke stares down. And says, oh, it looks just like someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've got some incredible willpower because she has a killer rack. <laughs> Luke just it's like ruining the moment again. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I wonder if that line gets written in 2020. Yeah. Um, the first song cue of the episode, I'm going to need your help on this one. When Marissa calls Ryan in the middle of the night as she's drinking under, under the boardwalk, uh, lifeguard station. Yeah. Did you, did you note that song? Um, I have the songs written, but I don't remember which ones are which. Uh, I think I have them in order. There's a song called Somersault by Zero Seven and Sia, an early appearance of Sia on that um, that song. Was it like a electronic sounding thing or? I think so. It was okay. that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot that. more. There was a lot more ominous music, and I I will go ahead and yeah. skip ahead and note that the orchestration on some of the score of this episode. It was almost like they have a new orchestrator because there was a lot of strings in this episode. That they might have gotten don't more use, money. Usually, well, usually it's piano, right? It's dun 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 dun, yeah. dun. and there's different versions of that kind of melody. But there were some real somber strings going on near the end of the episode. It the, the in those I almost thought that they were playing that Finley Quay song "Dice" again, which is an important song in the show in season one. Um, when you roll the dice on, and it's like, but it's got this like stringy part in that song that sounds like the score. So I don't know if they were trying to like pay, um, like make you think of that, you know, remind you of that, mm -hmm. um, or what, but it did kind of like, I was like, Oh, is that that song? But yeah, the, the, the score is definitely more somber and intense this season. Uh, drunk Marissa <laughs> prank calling Ryan in the middle of the night. <laughs> Teresa's always awake. You yeah, know, just a, just a shot of Teresa just staring off in the distance. Um, she's already awake yeah. as they're both awake before the alarm goes off in the morning. Then she's awake in the middle of the night as he's getting crank calls. It's crank anchors. Yeah. Um, K 
Kim, okay, so Luke's dad leaves the OC in shame and scorn mm -hmm. because it's early. You know, we've we've yet to reach cultural consciousness that you know homosexuality is not even fucking it's a not big a deal. shameful thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you how much you know about the nature of uh, family owned car businesses, but it's like near uh, it's. I remember listening to this episode. It was like a ninety nine percent invisible or some podcast about like car dealerships and how the margins are so low like car dealerships really actually don't make much money and they have these quotas they got to meet and, and it's all about like you can only like you could pass down your car dealership to your family yeah but like it's really hard to get a new car dealership yeah and i'm just curious what the heck luke's dad is doing in portland because that house is bomb yeah it's it, that house is really beautiful and it feels like it is in Portland. I'm sure it was not in Portland, but it feels like, I mean, there's all these evergreen trees and yeah, it's a really nice yeah, house. I don't know. I don't that know. Refrigerator is mean, covered in the same wood grain as all the cabinets. Like it's gorgeous. And I'm like, did he get it? Like, I don't think he, he got a new car a, dealership. Yeah. He sold the car dealership or something and like made a, I mean, I, maybe he did. Maybe he just had money. I don't know. Anyway, Luke's dad's house was dope. Yeah, it was nice. Um, tra we transitioned to that. Swimming pool, Marissa's laying out by the pool, not with Summer this time, but by herself. And she's got that early ass iPod. Yeah. And then those sunglasses. Yeah. She got some real yeah. time specific sunglasses yeah. that yeah. like came and went in probably a matter of six months. Yeah, for sure. And I was just I was just sitting there like, I right, cool. Like Melinda Clark looks great. Like we got this cool little neat iPod. That's a nice cultural relic. Those sunglasses are absurd. And then Marissa, I don't even know what the director was thinking, getting her to just, oh, you really want to know what I think? <laughs> and I'm like, she going to yeah, flip she that chair screams. up. She going to flip that chair up. She just screams and throws the chair. I thought the iPod was going in the pool. Um, I thought the iPod was going in the pool too. Which like, I had that oh, iPod. I had pool. that. I had that iPod. Everybody had that iPod. Yeah. Well, I wound up, I had the replacement plan on it. So I would, every year when it would die, I would get the net new one. So I wound up age, aging out of that. And I forget what the last one I had was, but that was the good one. The last one you have was about the size of a brick and yeah. it probably had fucking 80 gigs yeah. on it. That was a cool time Crazy. of like putting music on your iPod back then. Like now I just don't give a shit about digital music. Like it's, but back then right. it was like, Oh, I got to curate my library and make sure that all my albums are transferred over. And Dude, I'll <laughs> tell you, this was the coolest, one of the coolest ideas I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm still like grateful that I had the idea. I would, I, I transferred colleges. I went from a big school to a small school. Right. And there's only like 30 kids in my major and we all had class together and I wasn't friends with anybody, but I knew I clocked this dude and I thought he was a cool dude. He seemed like a nice guy. He's all, he's real polite to me. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't friends with anybody because I was an asshole or they were assholes. It yeah. was just, they were already two years into college in this tiny ass college and they all lived on campus. I lived off campus, had a hard time kind of breaking into the friend groups. And I wasn't really trying that hard anyway. It was just like, yeah. I didn't have that compulsive need to be friends with people there because I had a life outside of the college, but you also, you just want to make friends with your coworkers or your classmates. So, yeah. so it was a Friday afternoon and I'm in this class. The last class of the day was a kid named Adam King. And, um, <clears throat> and we, we both had iPods, you know, yeah. cause that's what you do. You have iPods. And I went up to him after class. And I was like, look, man, I know you don't know me that well. And I don't know you that well, but, 
I think this would be a cool experiment, and I think you'd be cool with it. Let's swap iPods <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah. I said, and put it on shuffle. And if you've already heard the song, you can skip it. But if you haven't heard the song, you have to listen yeah. to it all the way through. And there's no way to do that now. Yeah, there's not. Because you don't have that. That wasn't physical media, but there was a physical object involved. And now it's not mm-hmm. like you can trade your your Spotify. I mean, you can make somebody a playlist or something, but I guess you could give them your yeah. login or something, but that's weird. Yeah, yeah no, it's not the same. No. It's not the same. It's only a moment in time where that could have been. And I, I, I thought it was cool. I listened to his. Like, that's what got me into TV on the radio. Yeah, that's cool. That's how I found TV on the radio. Yeah. It was so cool. And we have another guest. What? Luke's dad. Oh, yeah. Day yeah. two. And we have another guest. And we have another guest. <laughs> fucking Ryan comes through the same fucking doorway. Yeah. Hold, Luke, I could just imagine Luke's dad saying, like, here, here's a lemonade. Go sit in the other room. Let's let them come in, and then I'll announce you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make it a surprise. Three, two, one. Yeah. Comes running out of the side. Seth the on the grill. Um, uh, I laughed so hard at, 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 uh, at Julie Cooper saying to Cal, like, and Kate or, or to Jimmy saying, Caitlin's going to boarding school. I was like, yeah, we're never fucking seeing this little sister. The writers regret having her. So yeah, they're going to send her to boarding school. A, that, that scene with Jimmy and, and Julie, they, they continue to have interactions that are interesting. Um, that was yeah. an interesting little moment where they both, they both don't don't like each other, but they kind of respect each other in this way to where they're like, you know, and they're like, well, she's, we're going to, I don't know. It's a rare, one of the, said, the how's, rare moments. How's, uh, how, how's Haley? And he goes, she's fantastic. Sweet. Limber. limber. Yeah. How's Caleb? He goes, not so limber. Like she owns that, you yeah. know? Yeah, that, that, that's a nice moment that Julie and Caleb both get these moments where, they're like these evil entities, but then they get these humanizing moments like that. And those are the times where I'm like, and that's where they're like acting chops really come out because like, I think Melinda Clark is just so good as the character that I think that that like little moment, the way that she inflects that to where it's like kind of like winking at him, but like, you know, it's not mean spirited or anything. It's just like, she's owning it. She's She's like, yeah, you got me. Yeah. I'm not going to believe you, but for the sake of Marissa, I'll act like I do. Yeah, definitely. Um, think of all the money Luke saves on therapy playing these games. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he still needs to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurt me. I want you to hurt me, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So we, we're here at the end of the episode, and this song, I wrote down Death Cab Poser Band at the end of the episode. What uh, song is that? The boys are back together, and it's Halloween, Alaska. Yeah, um, which I, I've heard that band before, but I don't know anything about them. Um, there are three songs that are I wrote down Death Cab clones. There are three songs yeah. in this episode. One is You Got Me All Wrong by Dios Malice. Um, which you, you that that title doesn't mean anything, but you would remember that one from the episode. It's definitely a Death Cabby sounding song. Um, and then Eastern Glow by the Album Leaf, um, which I guess the Album Leaf is a big deal, but I never really listened to them. But um, this was before that, that's some guy's solo project, but it's actually credited to wow. his uh, his name on this one. But then when you look up the actual song, it's under the Album Leaf. Because I guess at some point in time okay. he stopped going by his name and started going by the album leaf, and then uh, yeah, all the arms around you by Halloween Alaska is that last, 
sort of heady death cab sounding emo-y thing. Good stuff. I mean, there's good, yeah, good songs in the episode. So. I really enjoyed, and I think what made me so excited to be back in this world is I really enjoyed how genuine Ryan's smile was being back yeah. in that home. Yeah, that's um, what, I and mean, I think it's a testament. We've, we've kind of like questioned um, his, the, the, what's the actor that plays it? Ben McKenzie's acting chops at times, but he, he definitely seems downtrodden when he's in Chino and not like his spark is gone. And then when he's home, he feels, it feels welcoming and um, that he's like happy again, you know? So we, we get that his, his performance is very subtle, but it works. Yeah, I mean, it, that little flashback of him looking at himself and the wife beater that morning when he takes out the trash. Yeah, um, yeah. And Chino, it's like, yeah, he's like clearly just there to do the right thing. But he sees and, that he's like, oh, my life is not going to ever change. I thought it was going to change, and now it's not going to change. I'm back to where I started, you know? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I... Yeah, I, I mean, I know that like they're gonna go back to school and everything's gonna change, and we're gonna be back to drama and new new villains and new plot arcs and all that kind of stuff. But it was just like it was. I, and I know that like I I know that all the stuff with Marissa is really gonna exhaust me this season. Yeah. But I am I am here to see Seth and Summer, the dynamic there of how is Seth gonna try to win Summer back and. Um, you know, I, you know, and what's the, what's the deal with Caleb and how is, is Caleb going to get out from underneath this investigation? And it's just, you know, everything's set up. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to watch the, to- the balls get hit yeah. off the tee. We're, we're, we've got to heal these relationships and heal these. There's some damage done. And I don't think it's going to be a quick fix. Like I said, they, they could have done the quick fix this episode, just ignored everything that happened. You know, we did get back to here where everybody's back, but it, they did it in a way that's like, okay, well, there's still some, lingering threads we're gonna have to deal with those um when when Teresa said that she lost the baby I I did not remember initially her lying about that when she said that I was like wait a second did she lie about that and I was and then two scenes later it's like oh yeah she did lie about that so it's like oh shit like what do we do with that and um and that that how does that make you feel about Teresa and her mama's characters though it doesn't seem very manipulative in this like Kind of I, mean way. I, I don't I don't necessarily think so because yeah. I think that um you know she's 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 doing her best to free Ryan from this life of like you know just obligation and I, I, I don't so, really I, I didn't get I enough know, I from he, I didn't get enough of him like being miserable with her necessarily but I guess she's just noticing the overall unhappiness of him um but yeah I I feel bad. I don't for her know. Character. I mean, I'm, um, I, th- I, feel I, bad I, th- I felt bad for her character throughout this whole show, just because I feel like she has kind of gotten shit on. She got the short end of the stick a lot <laughs> on this stuff. So. Definitely. Um, and she's um, great. She's the actress is really good that plays her. So. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's all my notes, man. Is that everything? Um. Yeah, the whole that whole end scene with uh, Seth explaining how he got to Portland is, and then they're talking about they're going back and forth saying like, yeah, we might not tell everybody at school about this. Maybe we come up with a better story. And Seth's like, no, nah, I think we'll. T-. I mean, Ryan's like, no, nah, I think we'll tell him this story. 
Um, that was a nice little back and forth that reminded me of the best moments between the two of them in season one. You know, it's like they're back together and they're back giving each other shit and yeah. figuring out how they're going to navigate this world together again. Um, there is like the show is, is like not from a romantic level, but it, this show it, sort of in the way that like, not you could at all compare them, but sort of in the way that like, True Detective season one is a love story between these two main male roles, but it's not a homosexual love story. It's like a friendship love story. This show is a love yeah. story between Seth and Ryan above perhaps everything else, you know? I mean, Seth wasn't going back unless Ryan did. All he asked Sandy, all he asked Kirsten is, is, is Ryan coming back? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know? and, uh, when, when Ryan leaves, to go get in the car and, you know, in taxi. But then he's like, Seth goes running to try to stop him. And then it turns out that Ryan's still on the porch. That's like a romantic comedy thing. You know, it's like the ending of a romantic comedy where like they want to hug each other, you know, like Ryan doesn't really hug, yeah. but like it, it is this nice moment. That's not romantic. It's a platonic thing, but it's like, it is this love story between these two characters. Um, Cause I mean, all these characters love each other, you know, the, the, the non villains, you know, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good show, a good, good, good episode. Um, and, and th there was a moment where Seth, so Seth was really disrespectful to Sandy, but when he says you didn't do anything to stop him, I was like, you know what? He kind of didn't like Sandy felt like he couldn't do anything to stop Ryan from leaving, but from Seth's perspective, I like understand that like you're the father, you're supposed to like put put your foot down. And I don't think Sandy puts his foot down enough. That's even alluded to by Kirsten, where he she's like, You're hippy dippy parenting style early in this episode. Which is unfair, but like it, there is this like, okay, yeah, but you do kind of let your kids walk on you, you know? But Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like he said the same thing to Seth up there. He's like, No, no round two. Like, I can't yeah, make you come home. I'll just be scared that the next time you won't leave a note or you won't call. Yeah, and I understand you know, that too. He also left when he was seventeen. Yeah, he he's got it's a really interesting perspective on parenting in the show. Sometimes it's, it feels negligent, um, because and not because like just because it's not written properly at times. But in situations like this, it does feel like oh, this is just an interesting way of like being a parent that it seems like, yeah, maybe that the, the, them parenting Ryan and Seth this way is going to turn them in. Like they're going to turn out to be good people in the end, you know? Um, I don't know, but yeah, it was kind of interesting, but yeah, it was a good episode. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to see it's like setting up for a good season two, you know, like we've kind of cleared the slate. We burned all the bridges down and now we get to build everything back up again. And I want to see how the, you know, the Scooby-Doo gang gets back together. If they get back together, how it how it changes forever how it doesn't change you know like it's we'll see and i'm dying to know how whether or not china ever recovers from her skin condition <laughs> didn't they sell china though like they don't still own china why is she like china? yeah but she she brought it back up yeah she must you must have had the opportunity to get china back but that's a callback for sure i'm paying i'm paying for that with a company card are you yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> cal uh all right let's roll all right yeah let's get episode uh thanks oh i wanted oh, i didn't bring up the ninja t text let me just say it real quick so ninja t yeah. 
and uh, his wife Brittany watched the finale. He said, we watched the OC finale last night, and I just finished the recap. We said the same things y'all did about the music cues and the ending montage. We both cried when Kirsten broke down. Brittany reiterated, why doesn't Ryan, Teresa, and Eddie go on Maury? Also, a bit of trivia. The house that Caleb gifts Julie before the wedding was Brian Bosworth's Malibu mansion. I did not know that. I looked it up because I thought uh, it looked like Jack Waltz's house from The Godfather, which it does look like that. But it wasn't. We're still watching and looking forward to season two. Um, And he said, oh, and we both said we expect Seth to get maybe five miles off the coast before Sandy finds the note and the Coast Guard picks him up. They mentioned the trip will take 47 days and this dumbass sets off with a Hobie cat in a duffel bag. Appreciate that 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 uh, that synopsis from uh, Ninja T, Brittany. So good stuff. Yeah, it's glad, good. Glad somebody's still watching this. See with us. So. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, um, until next week. Yeah, you can find us on our shitty website oltos.com. You can email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify and sometimes other places that uh, podcasts exist. And uh, other than that, I guess we out. You just enjoyed another episode. I only like the one stuff. We'll see you next.